0: I've done that twice and I am going to win it this year. I'm going back for the win. So that's I've I've literally this week just started my training. I have a training period set out so it's a it's quite a long uh, process. It's not till June.
1: Welcome back to the Dode Mode podcast. I'm Dorian. I'll be your host and today I'm interviewing my great friend Darren Jansen. Who is a former police officer, firefighter, and now helps people with cold exposure therapy, as well as breath training and other things like that. Darren has a great energy and he's always working on tons of cool projects. So let's jump right in. Welcome to. I'm the, excited. Welcome to the Dode Mode podcast. The Darren. Domo. Thank you so much for having me, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> Absolutely. It's an honor to have you on. Um, To get us started, can you give me a little introduction about yourself, a bit of your history?
0: I'd love to. Yeah. Uh, My name's Darren Jansen. I am a father of three beautiful girls. They are 11, no, 13, 11 and 7. I remembered all their ages uh, and I've been married for uh, 15 years. Uh, we, I was a police officer in London from, uh, the age of 21 to 26 or seven. And then I went to the fire department and I did that for a decade and we recently, uh, left that and we've moved on. We, we were from London, Ontario. We are currently living just outside Nashville. We moved down here last this year and, uh, yeah, I now help first responders, uh, with their mental and physical health. Uh, I do that online and in person. We do cold lunches and saunas and, breathwork and talk about stories that are floating around in people's heads. So that's the, that's the quick version. I like to run a lot too. That's my hobby is running.
1: Awesome. That's huge. Was was running kind of the first thing that you really started with in your kind of fitness or health and wellness kind of journey or
0: Yeah, running's always been there. Like I'm uh I'm an extremist, right? All or nothing. So when I was 17, I ran my first marathon. And then I didn't run for like five years. It was like, that's maybe not five, that's exaggerated, maybe two or three years. I didn't really run. Uh, and then I, so it's just something that's always kind of come and went into my life. And uh, yeah, it's something that I, I have, uh, I never go too too long without, uh, without jumping back in. I, I do these uh, bigger races and I take some time off and then I jump back into training. So, but yeah, the, the, the fitness journey for me has always been, I've never been a gym rat. Uh, I, I've tried, um, but running is just, you don't need anything. You can pick up, you can pick it up at any time. You just need a pair of shoes and off you go. And you can really, I zone out and can get, I can get into like the flow of either a podcast or just thinking. And I, I really enjoy solitude time. And just, I mean, you can consume, you go for an hour and you can consume a lot of,
1: you know, this stuff, podcasts. Totally. That's awesome. Um, can you tell me a little bit about the Mid State Mile because I know have you done that twice now?
0: I've done that twice, and I am going to win it this year. I'm going back for the win. So that's I've I've literally this week just started my training. I have a training period set out, so it's a it's quite a long uh, process. It's not till June, so I'm I am planning on winning it. The Mid State Mile is these races are getting more popular. It's the last man standing race. Last person standing is the politically correct way people say that now. <clears throat> but uh nice. Yeah, exactly. Good catch. So uh it's a one point one mile loop. It's in Franklin, Tennessee. It's a one point one mile loop, and there's three hundred and forty feet of elevation in a mile. And I was never a trail runner, so I never understood that, but that's thirty-four stories. So think you're climbing up and down a 34 story building in each mile. So it's a lot it's a lot. So uh I ran that. Two years ago, when we left Canada, we left in an RV. That's another story, but we uh, sold everything we owned and we left in an RV. And that was kind of the thing that brought us down to the States the first time in 2021. And uh, a bunch of people I knew were running it. And if anyone knows Chad Wright, Chad Wright was running it. And I was like, oh, this will be a fun opportunity. So I thought I would go for a long time. And I went and I did, like, long as relative, I, I did nine hours, which is about 30 miles. So you do the last man standing format in this one is it's a 1.1 mile loop. Every 20 minutes you start a new loop. So if you come back in 15 minutes, you have five minutes to rest before you start another loop. If you come back with 30 seconds to spare, you rest for 30 seconds, you start another loop and you keep going. There is no end to the race. The race ends when there's only one person left standing. That person has to run a lap that no one else has run. So they have to finish a lap that no one else runs or finishes. So, uh yeah so he i i ran it 2021 2 years ago and i did not do as well as i thought i was going to do and the hill really destroyed me and uh so the first year i ran it i finished at what would have would have been like 4 or 5 at night and uh and i went to bed and then i got up and everyone was still running and they ran all day and they ran into the darkness and they ran till I don't know, seven o'clock, eight o'clock at night, something like that. And so I trained specifically, I hired a coach this year. I was like, I want to go back and do a lot better, try and win. And this year uh, I did a lot better. I ran um, 30, almost 35 hours, 112 miles, 30,000 feet, 32,000 feet of elevation. Something like that, which Everest is 29,029. Right. So I ran up and down the height of Mount Everest in that time. And, uh, and I, in the last man standing, everyone is a, this is the other cool format. Like I can say I came fourth. I was the last, there's the three other people that that went further than me, but everyone's a DNF. Everyone's a dude did not finish other than the winner because right. There is one winner and everyone didn't finish the race. Cause the, so that's, that's, I mean, I, I love that style format. So that's, I ran that race. That was the, probably the hardest mental, mental physical challenge uh, that I've had in my entire life and it was very it was a very interesting process
1: that's incredible yeah that sounds insane so yeah so
0: yeah so i i got up at 5 the race started at 8 uh and so every 12 hours you get a 20 minute break so every 12 hours there's a 20 minute break to rest look after your feet get some extra food whatever so you can run like so at the lap before that I ran like the first break. I think I ran a most of my laps were like seventeen to eighteen minutes on the dot within that. and then that wrap lap, I ran like a thirteen minute lap to give me an extra seven minutes. so I had a twenty seven minute break, right So that's uh yeah, that it, it's it was I was so I got up at five and I slapped both breaks that I had. I had two of the I got to two of the breaks. I slept for both of them. um but other than those like fifteen to twelve to fifty minutes of sleep, I was up from Saturday at 5 a.m. right until Sunday night at, I went to bed at, I don't know, 9 p.m. right. So, and wow. covered hundred
1: covered 112 miles. Yeah. It was, it was a great experience. That's awesome. And so this coming year, you'll be the last man standing. That's the goal. That's, that's the goal. So I'm listening to a whole
0: bunch of sports psychology, sports psychology stuff. That's very, it's very interesting. I play with words a lot and, uh, I went in there, I, so I've I've taken a course called Enlifted and it has to do with, uh, its background is in, um, CrossFit training, um, the mental side of that. And so I met, I took two of their courses, uh, 20 weeks long and I met a bunch of their coaches. And so I did, I did eight hours and I'm convinced this is one of the things that helped me. I did eight hours of zoom, uh, mental, whatever, fortitude, mental resiliency, mental the mental game of that the visualization the words that you're going to use so like i'll give you an example when i was running i'm very much i very much will turn other people's words not to them but in my head i'll play with their words and the things that they're saying so tennessee in june is stupid hot stupid humid. it's like it's um it's unbearable right so i would hear people saying like uh man i'm dying out here walking up a hill and i just be like i'm living right? Like just the words that we use, like, man, this, does this hill ever end? It's like, oh man, it ends right up there. I can see it. Right. It's a, it's like all the negative things that you, when you start to hear the negativity that comes from people's, and it's, it's no knock on them, it's culture. Right. But it's like, as soon as you start to can turn their, we call them negations, right? As soon as you can turn their negations in, or, or you can take a projection that someone has like, oh, that must be easy for you. And it's like, oh, that could be easy for me, right? Like, it's just, if you can play with the words and you can play with the way that you talk to yourself, I'm convinced that that was, that was the 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 deciding factor in how long I went. Because I will tell you, at seven hours, I had a friend that was like, that came to help me and he was like, I'm going to go home. i gonna be back in the morning. I'll see you in the morning. I was like, I, I don't think, and I was like, just catching the speech. But in my head, I'm like, I, I don't think I can do it. So at seven hours, I was kind of tapped out. I was physically exhausted. I had I could not stop sweating. I didn't cool down one time. Even when I got cool in the evening, I never stopped sweating. I went through about 30 shirts. I just couldn't get cold. I just could not stop sweating. And and like Christy would say, like, how are you doing? And I was like, so these, this is another thing, right? It's like, man, I'm really hot. No, it's like, I'm currently hot. Because the situation can change, right? It's like, currently, this is my state. But I know that if I keep with this, it's going to get cooler in the night. It never did, but that was my mindset. My mindset was like, she's like at five o'clock. She's like, how are you doing? I'm like, I'm currently really hot. She's like, the evening's coming. It's going to get cold. I'm like, perfect. I have some, this situation is going to change and get better in my mind. It never did, but that didn't matter. It got me into a better situation. And so I had these ups and downs, right? Like seven o'clock at the seven hours in, I was like, I'm done. I just, I might as well quit now. And I, and I just stuck with it long enough until Really, I thought the bottoms of my feet were coming off. They were so hot and so much rubbing, and and I had some gnarly blisters. But it was the it was my feet, and just and the mental side of there were two other runners that were, had both ran this race. This was their fourth or fifth year, and they were um, um, Aaron Dana and um, Kinley. Uh, I can't remember his first name. It will come to me. I'm having a brain fart. But like incredible runners. And I just remember feeling so sad seeing them go out for a lap and I was hurting so bad and they were just look like they're on a Sunday afternoon jog. Wasn't the case. They were also hurting and nobody tries to y'all try and keep your pain to yourself, right? When you get to that point. But uh, I just remember being so sad and I was just like, ah, if I could, if I could have made it to the next break another hour and a half, uh, who knows what would have happened. But yeah, I'm, I was ecstatic with how far I I, I did go.
1: Yeah, that is incredible. That sounds like, an amazing feat. Like I've worked 12 hour shifts at work before and that gets tiring, you know, doing different stuff for 12 hours. But when you're, I can't imagine running for, right. for 12 hours and then getting a 20 minute break and then going back to running and then going know? for
0: another 12 and then getting in a 20 minute break. And then we, and then we did another, I did another 10, but they did, those guys went, I think they went for 42. I tapped out at third, almost 30. I almost made it 35 hours somewhere in around there. I think they went for another 7 or 8 hours. Those two guys. The the, the uh, there's a girl in it. her name's Jill uh Dennis. She ta- she went out the lap after me. We we're both just waiting for one of us to go out and I tapped out first. But then the last two guys they they went for like another 8 hours. It's incredible. And so I don't know if you know this, I follow the world the world ultras, the world back out or at ultras and the format of that is 4.1677 miles which is uh, 6.4 something kilometers an hour so they have so it's that that format is they do 4.167 miles every hour every 24 hours gives you 100 miles so you're in 100 miles every 24 kilometers they went for over five days running. wow wow <laughs> they went yeah i think it was five it was over 700 kilometers that they went like think about that it's it was insane i was i was i mean i'm a geek of a runner but yeah these guys one one guy was a He's from bc uh ehor um ehor varies is his name look that guy up he like it was one of his like he's only been running for like four three four years and it was a world championship and he went for five day a hundred and the record is they broke the world record they went for 109 hours straight of running
1: that's incredible that those kind of distances are what we're talking when we're talking between major cities and stuff like, Oh yeah. I don't, I don't know what the distance is to like Montreal or something from Toronto, right? but you know, or like, I don't know, Ottawa. It's probably, it's probably less
0: than that. Like they probably could have run it. Yeah. You're talking right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Crazy. That's so cool. That's awesome. Well, I wish you the best of luck. Um, this coming year, and I know it's not luck because obviously you're <laughs> there you go. you're working hard. So I totally respect that, and thanks for talking a little bit about it. Um, um can we dive in? No pun intended to your uh cold plunge experiences yeah. and some of the learning oh, yeah. you're doing there.
0: So I got into that Wim Hof. I got into that like, okay, I'm not gonna say I'm like an original because definitely he had. I mean, he had world records, but like. 2016 is when I got into it cold baths and, and breath work. And I really got into it. Cause I have this personality that's like, I want to test myself. So it was like, how long can I hold my breath? Like, it's like, you see these people, David Blaine and people holding their breath, for like 17 minutes the records, 20 something, 30 something minutes. Now it's it's crazy, but I got into this breath work and then this cold stuff, um, partly because of all the health benefits. And then there, there's, there wasn't as much. There's a lot of research now into the mental benefits of that. And and so from my career in uh, doing firefighting and policing stuff and seeing stuff that I didn't like seeing and taking some time off work for that stuff, it was like, what can I do to feel better? What can I do? That's kind of extreme. That's kind of in my personality. And I found this and, and it has just kind of captured me in the way that it's kind of weird and different. So that fits my personality and there's lots of health benefits uh, to it. And it, the thing the one thing that i love about it is when you can get other people two things that i love about it one is you can do it with a community of people so people who get together it's like what do you like like i'm hosting these ice um i'm hosting a breath sauna ice retreat in london ontario next week and one of one of the benefits is like what'd you do this weekend it's like i watch tv and netflix it's like oh no i went and like got in a sauna and i jumped in like like two degrees Celsius water. Why? It's like, oh, because some guy told me it was good for me. Like I like it's just it it creates it creates an interesting life. The second part is seeing people and helping people do it that have never done it before and they get in and like it's this <laughs> like they can't breathe and you you can be a participant in talking them through that and then they go get in the sun they get hot and they're like I want to do it again. It's like this this conquering um conquering fear and conquering your breath so your breathing has everything to do with staying in the cold water for longer, like that reflex that you have to cold water. Controlling your breath has everything to do with it. So there's so many factors that, and this ties into the breath work, where you, your breath is the only thing, is the only autonomic function in your body that you can control. Like, I can't sit here and be like, I want my, I can meditate and and, 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 and calm myself down and bring my heart rate down. My digestive system, it works on its own, right? My My heart pumps um, with the inputs that I, that I give it, but it does its own thing. It has its own function. It's, it's operating off of, off of what it knows. I can control the rate and the volume of my breath. And so I can control a lot about the way I feel with how I breathe. And, and that ties into the cold water where, where I can, I mean, I've done it for lots of people. My, if, and if I'm talking like this, I mean, I'll check my heart rates probably somewhere in the nineties. Yeah. Like 83, and if i were to spend 2 minutes down regulating breathing which is breathing out longer than you breathe in you extend your exhales i can bring that into the 50s in less than 2 minutes so i can affect my heart rate just by the the rate and depth of my breath so it's just it's this weird it's this interesting um relationship between cold water and breath and being able to really tap into the way that you feel currently by by an input that you have control over that most people don't think they do. Most people don't think about the way they breathe at all. And by and large, as a society, we are terrible at breathing, which sounds weird to say, but.
1: But it's totally true, right? It's totally um, true. So you're talking about the way you feel. Is there kind of an even balance between. um, I don't know how to word this, but like using it as a meditative kind of coping me- mechanism versus actual health benefits or does that kind of make sense So, i hear what you're saying
0: so there is a there is a way to be um to breathe that will um bring you into a um like like access your parasympathetic nervous system which means put you in the rest and digest state which puts you in the calm state which calms you down if you focus only on your breathing like you can only be, have fear or anxiety of something in, that's happened to you in the past or something that's going to happen in the future. If you are in right here, if you focus on just right here, like me and you, I haven't thought of what's, what happened that was bad today, or I haven't thought of all the things that are going to stress me or that I need to do tomorrow. I'm focused on just this conversation. This is a meditative exercise for me because I'm just focused on me and you having this great conversation. Breathing can, you can count your breaths. You you can you can really focus on just your breathing, and that's the meditative part. Now, the physical, there is a there, there are ways to breathe that improve your physical state as well, like your actual physical health, meaning like nasal breathing. We were designed to breathe through our nose, not through our mouths. Most people breathe through their nose, through their mouth, I'm sorry. So there's a book called, I actually have it here. There's a book called uh, breath by James Nestor. I guess this is an audio, but Breath by James Nestor. In this book, he does a really an experiment himself where he plugs his nose for seven days and only breathes through his mouth. And he has any he, and he gets all these before and after metrics from some doctors. And his health goes, his sleep, his health, everything goes down the drain. Then he tapes his mouth and besides eating, just breathes through his nose and all of his problems that he developed go away. And so we are designed to breathe through our nose. And so the just the simple fact of breathing through your nose and breathing into your belly as opposed to breathing into your chest that is in it in, in itself will uh improve a lot of your 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 health uh factors that you have.
1: Yeah, that's awesome, mm-hmm. that's super cool. Um, so you're you're kind of working at this stuff in the light of being a first responder, right? Like your podcast, which I will link to and stuff, that's kind of geared especially towards first responders have you noticed in that industry is there kind of a, a lack of um a lack of opportunities to like work on that kind of health and those kind of breathing exercises and stuff like like is there a is there a hole there kind of that uh,
0: yeah I would say we're playing catch up from the last 20 years of like uh mental and physical health for for all across all industries. Um, and one like one of the reasons is we're so, I believe we're so focused on ourselves that, um, we don't look outwards. And so we, we develop this anxiety across, we're so focused on these little computers that we have in our pocket and what everyone thinks of us. And, and so there's so much inward focus and there's so much, you know, looking at yourself that we just, there's a, there's a higher level of anxiety across the board. That being said, um, the a type i can i'm helping everybody else so i don't need to help myself there's that delayed um i don't know what you want to call it. there's a bit of a delay in a lot of people asking for help or 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 choosing to help themselves and then there's the woo woo aspect of like i don't know you want me to get in cold water and like breathe differently and you, you like there's just a lot of skepticism behind it there's a lot of research coming out but it's it's a community of people that's like that's i i was the same i, I want quicker solutions. And it's like breathe deeper. And like, and what we do with our, the company that we have um, helping first responders is we have an eight week um, course that we offer. It's a, it's a zoom call that we have with a bunch of other first responders help building community. I believe community is super important in that. And then um, we go into people's stories, right? The stories of our past inform how we make decisions in the future and having, having had all these stories stacked up for first responders of all these things that they've gone to all these things that they've seen and then their own childhood traumas and their own relationships with their parents and with their spouses and with their siblings and all these relational issues stack up to um to really stack against people if they don't unpack those so using using breath when going through these things um really helps is there a gap i think there absolutely is is this a solution what i do is a solution it's not for everybody there's no one size fits all fits all and there's so many people doing so many great things like there's there's lots of people trying to figure out uh, like i said we're we're on a we're playing catch up from the last 20 years so everyone's like well what works let's try and find things that work and it's like i found this that worked for me i'm going to share this thing to the best of my abilities and if it helps someone else that's fantastic
1: that's awesome one of the things I love about cold exposure is that it's so hard and it's not fun and it's just, it's so brutal, right? But it's really good for discipline, just forcing yourself to take that cold shower or go down into the tub all the way to your neck, stay there for however many minutes is your goal, whatever, you know? Um, what could someone do if they're looking to get into this? You mentioned you have some resources are those open to people or would they help people who aren't first responders or would you have other pointers for someone who's looking to get into kind of the, the discipline of breathing and cold, cold. And yeah, the,
0: yeah. I mean, I would say, first of all, Wim Hof, look him up on YouTube. If you want to find like calm apps, um, what is it? Um, XPT is a company with Laird Hamilton. He's a big wave surfer. They have an app and they have a bunch of cool breathing exercises you got to pay for Wim Hof. If you want to go on YouTube and look up a bunch of his breathing stuff for breath work, it's great. It's free. Try it out. You will notice that you will feel you do the Wim Hof breathing. That's got 700 million views, whatever that one. You will notice that you will feel different. You will, your hands will tingle. You'll get lightheaded. It's all perfectly safe. Don't go beyond your limit. Just be safe with it. Don't ever do any breath work around water ever that's my disclaimer never ever shower bathtub n- like never do breath work near water the the second thing is if you're gonna do cold water stuff do it with somebody especially if you're just starting out in submersible water um don't let anyone fool you like cold showers are the hardest i'd i I almost refuse to do cold showers because I would much rather just submerse myself and be done as opposed to having this cold water hit me, hit me from other different angles. So I would say like, number one, cold showers are cold. Like it doesn't matter. Get cold, Uh, create the discipline of like, just doing the hard thing. Just do the hard thing. Just pick a time. I'm going to do this for seven days. Don't, don't start with, you know, I'm going to do it for a year. Start with seven days Two, there's really interesting um, research on this. So, if you're talking, so me and you are talking the mental game to start, like that discipline and doing something you don't want to do and and staying in when it's hard, that's the mental piece that's really hard. And you just have to do it and have fun with the challenge someone else to do it, like have fun with it. The second piece that is the, uh, that I didn't figure out until this year is uh, the, the, the greatest return on investment is you need to spend 11 minutes in cold water per week however you want to split that up over the week 2 minutes 2 minutes 2 minutes what whatever you know every day a little bit you want to do a day every other day whatever you do to get the physical benefits so it's like you know they talk about cold uh, um activating cold shock proteins you know um you burn more it activates your brown fat which you burn more uh fats there's Hunt, you know, it increases your dopamine by whatever. It's better than cocaine is what people say. I've never done cocaine. I doubt I, I doubt it gives you the same, but it's this longer lasting dopamine release is what they talk about. Um, but the effects are under, and I don't know what it is Celsius. it's sixty five degrees Fahrenheit, which is not that cold. It is cool, but it is not bone chilling cold. So if you're gonna start, if if you have the ability to, get a little little thermometer off Amazon and turn your shower and adjust it so it's like 65 degrees or even 70 and start there and start where it's cool and don't kill yourself. Don't go in and be like, I'm going to put it on cold all the way in the Canadian winter and I'm going to freeze. It's like, you're going to not enjoy that. So my advice would be to people to like, do it for seven days and do it at like, start at 70 and then go down to like 63 degrees by the end of it and feel the difference and get used to it. Because if you can make it more fun and more enjoyable, like most of my cold baths for the last, uh, not for the last, for like in August to September were like 65 degrees. Because it was so hot here and it's outside, I had to use so much ice. It was like 65. And I was like, this is actually quite enjoyable. And I wasn't killing myself. And every once in a while, I crank it down just just to get used to it. And now it's colder. So now they're... The average one is like 55 degrees, right? So it's 10 degrees cooler. And as we get further into the winter, it'll get cold. And it's just going to be this seasonal thing that I'm going to do until I get a different setup with a chiller or whatever. But the seasonal thing that's like, yeah, you get the same physical benefits at 65 for the most part than you do at, you know, zero degrees Celsius 33, right? So that would be my advice is make, try and make it as enjoyable as possible. We all don't have to be David Goggins and Jocko Willink and just choose to suffer unbearably for whatever I've done that for a a lot of a a long time on a lot of different things. And it's like, and enjoy it. So you, so you stick with
1: it. Totally. That's awesome advice. So tell me a little bit about what you're doing right now. You're, are you on day 70 or something like that? Yeah. Day 75.
0: Yeah. I'm doing a, I'm doing a hundred days and I'm actually, I'm actually a lot longer than that, but I'm on day 75 of going live on Instagram every day, filming this cold bath, which is like, kind of painful i don't i don't like going live which is why i did it and i'm tr- i'm trying new things and i'm trying to create awareness and we're building a, trying to build a brand and all that stuff so i had this goal your uh uncle mike was out here and he's like why don't you do this and i was like okay let's do it so he was out here in august and i was like i'll i'll, I'll start with this so i'm doing a hundred days live on instagram having a nice bath in my backyard or wherever i've been and so that's yeah we're on day 75 tomorrow's day
1: 76 and I won't stop. Like I'll I'll still have it. I just won't do it live. Awesome. That's cool. I will definitely link to all that kind of stuff in the show notes. Um, I was also gonna ask, I heard you talking in one of your episodes, your podcast episodes, a little bit about um mantras and stuff you say to yourself. And then you were touched on that at the beginning of this episode too, um, where you were saying you switch language around to kind of push yourself and keep things positive are there any things that um like when you're running you have a lot of time to yourself when you're sitting in a tub that's freezing cold you've got time in your head right like Mm -hmm. are there things that kind of echo around that keep you going um just when it's just you yourself for me it's
0: for me those things always change because the reasons behind why i do things while there's a central driving force they're, they're all i'm always tweaking and and toying with the language and I'm and so I play these language games with people that um okay so let's do this so this is I'll give you an example so um finish this sentence I should
1: go to bed I should go to bed okay uh how does that feel to say um it feels like I I should do something I don't want to do
0: right so like I'll help you with some, some words. So like obligatory language, like it's out of obligation or right. it's out of, yeah. Not, there's saying, some...
1: not saying that I don't want to go to bed. No, but it it feels like someone's telling me to.
0: It's, it's, it's like pressure language, right? It, right. It create it creates pressure or tension. Okay. Um. So then try this, try replace should with could. I could go say- to bed. Okay, so the way you smiled, and, and I don't know if anyone noticed the tone. There's a shift in tone. How does that feel to say? That feels great. I'm excited. Right. Okay. Now change it Change it again. Now ch-
1: replace could with can. I can go to bed. Okay. That, that feels awesome because I have the privilege. I'm actually able to go to bed. Right. Maybe, maybe some people don't have that in their life. Right. So,
0: so immediately it creates a perspective shift in your head. Now change. now add, because I can go to bed because. Because I have a great, safe, warm house. Right. And some people don't. Right. right. So, so th- this is, I play with these things in my head. Whenever I say I should, it's like, I could, I could, I can't, I can't because. And it's, and it's shifting the language. So whenever I'm sitting in these tubs or doing a hard challenge, like I had 30, different cue cards for my race at mid state mile. So I toyed with words and feelings and how I thought I would feel. And I had 30 different cue cards with different words, sayings, phrases on them that would cause me to think while I was out there, cause me to focus on the things I wanted to focus on. So it's the same thing in an ice bath. I actually don't find ice baths um, that physically challenging anymore for me to sit there. I've done so much of them that I can, I can kind of enjoy them. And I actually do, I'm fairly present and sometimes I go off cause they haven't been as cold. I go off and my, my head wanders. Um, but yeah, the, the, the mantras that I have are like when I'm running, it's like, for those who can't is one because some people can't do the things that I get to do. Cause I'm, I'm very privileged and the opportunities that have come my way from where I was born to the family that I had to the career that I had, I worked hard for all of it and I recognize that I was privileged more privileged than other people. So there's a lot of gratitude that goes in there. But when I say there's one or two specific things, no, it's always changing and it changes for each kind of challenge or race that I take on. I, I, I I go in and I dig
1: at what, what I think needs to come out. That's awesome. Yeah. One of mine, when I get in my cold showers every day, they are
0: hard. Cold showers are, are hard
1: it sucks it really sucks and i find getting my shoulders in that shower is the worst part and when i get my shoulders in there i ask myself what is pain because it hurts right yeah and then it gets me thinking i still don't know what the answer is but every day i ask myself that and then instead of thinking about how much it's hurting me i'm thinking about why is it hurting me and what even is hurt like right you know right because the, well this is i think about this too i might have got this from you but like you can
0: take ibuprofen or you can take tylenol or you can take morphine and the pain goes away but this, the same input is there so the only thing that changes is the receptor in your brain that's ha- that's something's being blocked and it's like could you figure out how to block that without that exactly yeah, yeah. which which
1: i think is huge my that's a da- that's a really interesting co- concept so my dad he went to a dentist appointment once and got a filling done and he told them he didn't want any anesthesia because he just wanted to experience the pain which i think is legendary that is your dad is a leg i know your dad has i know your dad well and he's done some
0: there's some interesting stories about things that which which for anyone who does know him is kind of surprising because he's he's like a a meek mild individual from the outside right like it's very very quiet for the most part and it's just like but yeah he is a bit of a legend when you hear some of the stories about the things that he's uh yeah i
1: love your parents absolutely yeah so just the whole thing about pain it's so interesting to me like we're well one thing i think about is animals they don't really express their emotions if they have them and they're getting hurt all the time and they kind of just suck it up they don't say too much about it so you gotta wonder like what do they know that pain is even bad you know like do or they it, do it they is attack? pain even bad is pain is even it? bad right we, is it
0: right that's a good exactly I mean, this is this is i'm trying to pull something up here keep um, totally
1: yeah so that's something i've always been fascinated with and then the idea of for cold exposure for example being in there it hurts but you know I can turn off the shower. I can get out of the tub. This isn't killing me. Right? right. So there's that little backup. So like this hurts me, but it's not hurting me. Like it's not actually going to damage me. Mm-hmm. But there's like an interesting difference between that and getting your arm cut off where that actually hurts you, you know? Right. Well, yeah, there's different types of paint. Yeah. Two things.
0: One, an interesting um. An interesting experiment would be like: What if you wrote? I think writing is very powerful. What if you wrote on a piece of paper every day before your shower? I love cold showers. But he did that for a period of time, and
1: yeah, I love it.
0: Um, okay, I'm getting this quote. Uh, so this is um, along the same lines of an of an the animals. It's a quote by uh D H Lawrence. And he says, Oh, what I have to sign in with I never saw a wild thing sorry for itself. A small bird bird will drop frozen dead from a bow without ever having felt sorry for itself. That's right, like awesome. animals animals don't feel sorry for themselves, right? They right. Like a deer isn't one and and I also don't think that like animals when they're hunting each other, like I don't actually think that they're mad and angry. Like they display aggression, but I don't think they're mad or angry with each other. It's just like that is, that is the the circle of life, the world that they live in.
1: I think about that a lot. Totally, and the world that we've all grown up in is, oh, you got hurt. Oh, what's what's wrong? Are you okay? Here's oh, a band aid. You know. Yeah. You want we'll a down. lollipop? Yeah. Totally. It's so coddling. We're taught to kind of reject pain and get as far away from it as we can but pushing yourself into it i think is a really interesting mm-hmm. concept um so we've got less than a minute left um let's do it sorry we we maxed this one right out which is awesome I love it, man. it's been I great love it. chatting with you darren thank you so much for jumping on the podcast
0: man anytime appreciate that i appreciate the time thank you so much i love what you're doing i love you starting a thing it it's inspiring to me and uh Man, I wish you nothing but the best. If there's anything I, I can do to to help or support you, let me
1: know. Thanks. Well, this is all, being on here is is awesome. Thank you so much. And you're super inspiring to me. Um, you doing your podcast is part of why I'm starting this. So that's awesome. So good, so good. Thanks so much, Darren. We'll awesome. catch you on the next one. Thanks, Darren. All right, peace and love. Bye. Thanks again to Darren for coming on the show and sharing some of his recent projects and thoughts. I will be linking to his podcast and some of his other resources in the show notes today. Thanks also to my brother Duke for the great music. And thanks finally to you guys, the audience, uh, for following along and checking out the podcast. Tell all your friends, leave a review, and I'll hope to catch you guys on the next one. Bye.